Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. This is Deb McBride. I hope you're having a beautiful day. It is Sunday, the 16th of April in the year 2023. And whatever day it is that you're listening to this, may it be a pleasant one. So we are in a very important week. Not as important as that week in March, like the third week or, or so of March, but it's a fairly big week. Um, the first thing is, obviously, that I've talked about before is we're having an eclipse. And so this is the first eclipse in the year 2023. And it occurs uh, by me, I'm going to say by me, on Wednesday the 19th, this Wednesday. And it's going to be about 10, 10, 13 p.m. 10, 13 in the p.m. And the reason for that is it's 12.13 a.m. on Thursday in the New York time zone. But for me, here in Costa Rica, I'll get to experience the new moon the night before. Now, it is a new moon, as I said. That means, as I always say, the sun and the moon are together in the same place at the same time, okay? They are in the place of the zodiac known as 29, 29 degrees of Aries. That is the last degree of Aries. That means we are moving into Taurus on Thursday the 20th, which is what we do every year. We move into Taurus on, around the 20th of April. And so Taurus begins at 4.14 a.m. Eastern time on Thursday morning. So the sun enters Taurus. Now this is what's interesting, very interesting. The, the sun and the moon are going to align, right? And they're at the end of Aries in Eastern time. That's like 12, 13 a.m. Then the moon moves into Taurus 15 minutes later, 17 minutes later, 12, 30 a.m. The moon moves into Taurus. Then it squares Pluto at 104 a.m., so like 34 minutes later. And then the sun enters Taurus at 414 a.m. So a mere four hours after we have the eclipse, the sun goes into Taurus. So this is the very, very end of Aries. The eclipse occurs, boom, the sun is in a new sign four hours later. Okay, the moon is in a new sign 15 minutes later. So this is how close we are to the end of Aries. And it's important to note this because remember we had something at the very beginning we had the new moon at the very beginning and this is the second new moon in the sign of Aries which almost never happens so we don't we don't get these very often so it's powerful it's powerful because it's the second new moon in Aries it's powerful because it's a new moon and it's powerful because it's an eclipse now what is important about this is then the sun is going to square Pluto at 1227 what does this whole mishmash mean Think of it as a clock. The hands come together, right? The hands come together at noon. And if they're together at noon, just we're not looking at time. We're just saying that hands come together at the top of the clock. And Pluto is at three o'clock, okay? If Pluto's at three o'clock and the hands are together at noon, that means that the hands, the sun and the moon, are squaring Pluto. It takes... 15 minutes for the moon to come in and square Pluto. It takes a couple of hours for the sun to come in and square Pluto. Pluto is in Aquarius now. If it was still in Capricorn, it would be a cardinal thing. And now it's going to be a fixed thing. So it's when the sun and the moon get into Taurus that they square Pluto. But, but they're so close. 
They're so close to making this challenge to Pluto while they're in this conjunction of eclipse that the eclipse is squaring Pluto, okay? The eclipse happens at where the two hands are at the top of the clock and Pluto's at three, okay? That's what it looks like. Pluto and this eclipse are challenging each other, but the eclipse is making the aspect. It is the eclipse that is challenging Pluto. Wow, this is powerful. Why? Pluto will not have even been in the new sign since a month. It's when in the 23rd of March, it's only the 19th, 20th of April that we're seeing this, and Pluto is already getting an eclipse in its new place. This is very powerful. First of all, eclipses in and of themselves always raise a lot of energy. They raise an enormous amount of energy. They raise a, a lot of, you know, hectic things. Energy gets flying. There's chaos. We're picking up the pace. Too much is happening, and I can tell you it has been that way since the full moon for me. It's just been one thing after another, after another, after another. And it's exhausting. I was realizing today I'm really tired. So I went and rested today. We went up the mountain. We went up to Alawela. It was really beautiful. We had something to eat. A bunch of us went up in the car and it was nice and cool up there in the mountain and just so gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous Costa Rica. And it's important to do that when you live here. And, you know, um, there it was just a nice welcome change of, it's been really hot. Finally, it got hot. Now we're headed toward rainy season, but it's been hot here. And it was hot last night. It was hot this morning. And it was really nice to go up to the mountain where it's cool and you needed a little jacket. So it it's important to note that it is becoming a stronger, stronger, stronger relationship as we get closer to the eclipse. The energy is getting stronger and more powerful. It peaks at the eclipse and then it starts to fall off, you know, crescendo and stuff. And, you know, eclipses are intense. Now, I always tell people there's rules for eclipses, like there's rules for other things like Venus retrograde. When there's an eclipse, you want to try to keep your temper under control. Because emotions don't do you well in an eclipse. It's an emotional experience. It is the sun and the moon. It's an emotional experience. And when you are getting together with the sun and the moon, you are really, really getting heated stuff when it gets close to the node, which is the eclipse. Eclipses bring emotions to the table. They they bring the unspoken to the table, things that were brewing in your relationships with people, your work relationships, especially work, work really, you know, things get said, they shouldn't be said, things get fired, they shouldn't be fired, like people are firing words left and right. It's it's Aries. It's the end of Aries. This is fiery. Okay. Now the best use of this eclipse is to go exercise it off, go work it out, go for a walk, go for a run, you know, get on the trampoline, get on the treadmill, whatever you need to do, work off this energy because you're going to lose sleep. You're going to be tossing and turning. Don't eat a lot of things that are going to keep you awake, like sugar and caffeine. Do things that are going to help you move through the emotions. Now, here we are with moving through emotions. The other night, I gave my very lovely master class on how to be a goddess in a masculine world, and we had a lovely group. It turned out very well. I'm very pleased, and the recording is for sale. So 
for the rest of our lives, you have that recording. If you'd like to buy it from me, $77, contact me, deb at debmcbride.com. And I'll have it up in Instagram stories and stuff too. So, and I have, I've had, had it up. But one of the things I had to teach the other night, and if you are more interested in this, hear about it, is holding energy. And this is what we need to do during the eclipse. It, it means we don't react. We don't reach out and like start reacting and start trying to fix everything. Okay. When you try to fix everything, you're very much in the masculine. We are trying to hold this energy and allow the power to move through us and be moved by the power of the eclipse. This is, this is like when a big current comes and you're in the ocean and a big wave comes. And it comes for like a few days. <laughs> Maybe the tide, I'm sure the tides, you know, the tides get wacky during eclipses. So tides can be really strong right now. Now, what would you do? What would you do if you were at the beach and you were swimming or surfing, as many people do here? If you were surfing and it's big time waves, rough waters, this is a time when you either stay out of the water or you ride the wave, right? You ride the wave. You, you stand in it. You jump it. People jump waves. We used to jump waves. And people who ride waves, like, they either know to stay out of the water emotions or they work with it. Now, if we're going to work with this energy, we're going to sit with the energy, let the emotions move through us because emotions are energy in motion, and we hold the energy, Okay, Tuesday, I was doing a meditation Tuesday morning. And, you know, I had my class Tuesday night. But Tuesday morning, I felt this big wave of emotion coming through me. And I sat in my meditation. I'm like, okay, let's just get with this. Could I verbally describe to you what it was? No, it defies language. And many times emotions do define language. And it can move through you the way it moved through me the other day and you sit and let it pass. It's like, you know, when you get that ice cream headache, you know the ice cream headache? And you have to just, there's nothing you can do. Maybe you have a little water. You just sit and it goes away. It's, it was that kind of a feeling, although it wasn't painful. I sat with the emotions. I let them, I'm like, okay, we got to get through this. We're not going to get up out of the chair and go get a coffee or go to the bathroom or walk outside or pet the cat. We're going to sit and get through this. And this is how we do this. If your emotions are rocky, if they can't, you can't define them, then go for a walk. Do something journal. Do something that's going to help you process what you're feeling. And that's what's going to get you through this. This is a strong eclipse. It's squaring Pluto. It means that there's transformation in the air. I feel that for sure. Things are not the same. Every day I'm waking up and I'm like, wow, I feel different. Wow. Again, I feel different. Wow. No wonder we're all tired. <laughs> you know, we have to, we have to rest. Make sure you rest. Um, but it's, it's a very powerful eclipse. It's going to square Pluto. And this is the first First eclipse that we've had in 2023, first eclipse, obviously, since Pluto entered Aquarius, and already the sun and the moon are challenging Pluto. Yikes, what is that? That's intensity. Pluto's about transformation. Pluto is about moving through powerful energies. Pluto is about owning your power, owning your power, 
And so, you know, eclipses are, oh, I feel eclipsed. Like you got passed over for something and then it comes back later. So it, it will really be important to move through this and allow it to pass through you. This may not exactly happen to you on Wednesday or Thursday. It may happen to you Saturday, next Saturday, you know. It may take a few days. You may go, oh, I got through the eclipse. And then bada boom, something comes through and you're like, ah, emotions. And so it's important to take care of yourself during this time and think before you act. Each and every eclipse, I can't say that enough. Think before you act. Think before you speak. It's a fire aspect. It's in a fire sign. It is, you know, quick. Sometimes, and be careful driving. It's in Aries. Be careful driving. Don't go out in the car if you're if you're angry. No road rage. No road rage. Go out. Walk around the block. Then get in the car. Or you know, just calm down. Calm down. And we'll work through this. And if you need support, you need help, you know, you can call me. You can get in touch with me, right? Deb at debmcbride.com, info at thegoldenastrologer.com. And also in my website, there's plenty of ways to book an appointment with me. So it's powerful. It's intense. It is deeply, deeply um, moving and transformational. So what does it mean that the planets go into, well, it goes to Aries, you know, the eclipse is in Aries, but it moves immediately, everything moves into Taurus, which means, you know, it means that, you know, it's a fixed, that's a fixed energy. Taurus is about, you know, Venus, it's about the goddess, the empress, the, you know, the empress in the tarot. It's about that deep sensitivity of nature and of life and of all the things we love so much that give us security, you know, security. Nature is secure. Nature is abundant. You know, it's an abundant, abundant sign, Taurus. You know, it's it's about the abundance of nature and that we are supported by that. So Taurus is, Taurus is a lovely sign. It's fixed. It's very fixed, in fact. Um, and it concerns itself with material well-being. So, you know, this is a time, it's tax week in the United States. This is a time when, you know, you want to create your abundance. You want to, you know, make sure the roof is over the head, the food is on the table, the, you know, the belly is full, the, the crops are growing. This is when people plant their seeds so that they harvest in the autumn under Virgo. But, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting time because Taurus really is about, I think of it as the abundance of the abundance of nature. And it's so, so valuable in that respect. And that's, you know, when we trust nature and we trust life, that's all we really need. So that's Taurus. Um, then we have our good old friend Mercury, who is going to retrograde on Friday the 21st. So I talked about this quite a bit last week. Let's talk about it again some more, more deeply. Mercury goes retrograde at 4.35 a.m. Eastern time on Friday the 21st, okay? So when most of us in this region of the world get up in the morning, Mercury's going to be retrograde Friday. So we're just going to have come over this eclipse and then Mercury retrogrades. So this is, this is a lot for one week. Like I said, this is a big week. This is a lot because now after we're starting to 
move through the emotions of the eclipse, Mercury turns around. Mercury is the planet of communication, as I have said many, 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 many times before, and every time I've talked about it going retrograde, I explain that communications, that's writing, speaking, thinking, articulating, singing, um, all of it is under this experience of backwards motion or apparent backwards motion. I have explained this countless times on this podcast. Um, this is something that seems to have crept its way into the common vernacular because people know about Mercury retrograde. And even 20 years ago, my astrology teacher, Michael Luton, got an email from UPS saying, don't let Mercury's antics disturb you from sending packages, you know? And I thought that was pretty hilarious. And he couldn't believe it because... UPS, a big company, big corporation, is talking about Mercury retrograde. Well, yeah, it concerns them. Packages get lost. Packages get found. <laughs> you know, things show up. Mercury is an apparent backwards motion. And so from our perspective on the Earth, it appears to be moving backwards, even though planets don't really move backwards. Okay. So we think in reverse. We think outside the box. We go internal because the experience of the retrograde is more of an internal experience. When Venus goes retrograde later this year about our relationships and money and things, we're going to go more internal as well. This is a very interesting time. People are born with Mercury retrograde. It's not like, ah, it's not this awful thing. It's just inconvenient, a little bit of a nuisance, but it's not an awful thing. And what happens with Mercury retrograde is we have to dot our I's and cross our T's and watch our P's and Q's and make sure, again, think before you speak. <laughs> I'm standing here, I'm sitting here with my pen in the air, tapping it on my calendar, my astrology calendar. Think before you speak. It's so important that the right words come out and not the wrong words. You might hear from someone from the past. That's a retrograde. Something coming from the past brings it back into your life. But this is, remember, remember January? Remember how I said in January, things really weren't going to start until around the 21st after Uranus went direct, after Mercury went direct, after Mars went direct, after we had the new moon in Aquarius that started the Lunar New Year. And we all said, all the astrologers said, nothing is going to be retrograde until Mercury goes in April. And here we are. That went fast. Yep, three months. This is the first retrograde of any planet starting a retrograde in this new year. So we've got a lot of news this week. New eclipse, new Mercury retrograde. This is a big week. So this the rock and roll is starting of 2023. Where have we been? Now, what have I said about Mercury? What did I say last week? Mercury is at 15 degrees of, or it will be, it will retrograde at 15 degrees of Taurus. That's the place it stops in the sky and starts to move backwards. That means it goes 15, 14, 13, etc. for the next three weeks. 15 degrees. So remember what I just said, January. Uranus went direct. The year isn't going to go forward till Uranus goes direct. At 15 Taurus. Mercury is going retrograde at 15 Taurus. Is this going to bring us back to January? Probably. Yep, probably. And the eclipse last year in November, 15 Taurus. Going to bring us back to some things. So here we are working through some things from last year, the end of last year, and the beginning of this year. 
So whatever you have been experiencing, take note if you hear from, maybe you were talking to somebody in January about some project, and then they circle back and they contact you this week. That's Mercury retrograde. That's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, it's just referring back. We're going to refer back to January, probably the end of January. So this is, this is an interesting time. And pay close attention. Pay close attention to your emotions. Pay, pay, pay close attention to how you're feeling, how you're moving through this week. And stay with yourself. Stay close to yourself. Take a break. Don't talk to anybody if you, didn't need, if you don't need to. I was working really hard on my, my master class the other day and I shut the phone off. I shut the email off and I just sat and worked and before, before I gave it and I was working on it and putting the organized notes together and stuff. And I'm like, this is great. This is really great. When I need to do some very concentrated work, this is the way to go because I've realized we stay on edge, you know, we stay on edge. If you've got your phone ready to receive messages and you've got your email open, you're open. The doors are open. Yes, you know, there's business to do, right? But if you're trying to work and focus, sometimes the doors have to close for a few minutes <laughs> just to like breathe because there's that anticipation in our new world of technology not so new world, that we're going to get a message any second. Oh, someone, I'm waiting for this one. They got to get back to me about that before I can do X. They have to get back to me. <laughs> so we're always anticipating. We're always anticipating. So stay in the moment. The moment, the present moment is powerful and it's, it holds everything, you know, because right now I'm talking to you and in a minute, what I just said is the past. <laughs> so you know, Mercury. Mercury is the planet of thought. It's the planet of all I just said, you know, thinking about messages and thinking about emails and thinking about being disrupted, expecting messages, expecting things to, to explode on your desk. And it, yeah, this is the expectation we have in technology now. So we are looking at a time when it is pays to be careful and cautious and thoughtful and paying attention to the details and looking at everything that we need to look at. And that's important. So Mercury goes retrograde 15, 15 Taurus. And so, you know, it won't get to Uranus. It's not get Uranus is later on. It's at 17 now. Mercury's not going to get to Uranus till after the retrograde. And so it may bring some messages from the end of January now and then when it conjuncts Uranus later, later on. And this is all very important and very, very connected. So it's going to be retrograde for, you know, three weeks. It'll go direct middle of May. And we'll, uh, we'll not think about that right now. We're just going to focus on getting through the rest of this week when Mercury is stationing and the eclipse. Because this is where we're, we are right now. So Mercury is definitely slow. Mercury is not moving quickly. It's slow. So, you know, have patience. Have patience with yourself. Have patience with everyone else. Do not um, push too many buttons right now. Move through this. Eclipses bring a lot. They may bring things unanticipated to the table. So it's important for us to, to look at these things, okay? And basically this week is, you know, it's the summation of those two things. Um, as far as everybody else goes... Venus is still in Gemini, and she just squared Saturn. So how was your Saturn-Venus square? Was it anything? 
Um, was it anything? Were there things in Saturn, with Saturn Venus that um, brought you relationship things, relationship surprises? Maybe not surprises me. Maybe just sort of mulling over, feeling loved, being able to trust that you are loved by universe and source. Um, all of those things. All of those things that we talked about last week. Venus is love. Saturn sometimes feels like it's not love um, or we have to work hard for love or we are expecting to be rejected on some level. So Saturn just reminds us of the tenderness of it, you know. So we had that experience the other day. Venus is moving past that. We have um, our friend Mars in Cancer. And Mars is in Cancer. Right now the moon is in Pisces. It's making a nice relationship to Mars. They're having a nice talk. There's a lot of water in the sky. You know, there's three planets in Pisces. It's Saturn, it's the moon, and it's Neptune. And then there's Mars in Cancer. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of water in the sky, a lot of emotions. We have a good amount of air with Venus and Pluto in air. We have a good amount of Earth with all those things in Taurus, Mercury in Taurus, Uranus in Taurus, um, and then there'll be more Taurus at the end of the week. And Jupiter's in Aries. Jupiter's staying in Aries for a little while. So um, the fire, the fire, you know, the sun is in Aries. We don't have, we're not going to have a lot of fire in a few weeks when Jupiter eventually moves out of Aries and goes into Taurus next month. So enjoy this fiery energy. It's here to boost us, get us moving, motivate us, and enjoy this end of Aries before we go into nice, placid Taurus, okay? So this is a boom with this eclipse at the end of Aries, and it may have something to tell us about where we've been in the last month, in the last six months. So this is, this is a very powerful week, and like I said, it's not the most important week of the year. That was back in March, but this is a very strong week and a week that we can look forward to and look forward to moving through. So, and that's about it. Let's look at the moon. The moon, as I said, is in Pisces, going to move into Aries on tomorrow, 9 p.m., I know 9 p.m. Eastern time, stays in Aries, does that eclipse, then moves into Taurus, less like I said, shortly after the eclipse, and on Friday we'll be still be in Taurus. Thursday, Friday, it'll be in Taurus. And then it enters Gemini on the um, 22nd. I can't believe next week is April 22nd. I can't believe April's half over. It just started. We just started April. Here we are. It's it's very, very quick. Um, yeah. So those are, and then it'll be in Gemini next weekend, the moon. So this is this is where we're at. We're at an eclipse. We're at a Mercury retrograde. We have been here many times before. <laughs> and it's important for us to just keep our heads on straight this week, okay? I'm Deb McBride. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. I thank you for listening always. Much gratitude to all of you always. Please reach out if you need some support during this eclipse. I'm on Instagram, the Golden Astrologer. I'm on my email. Like I said, deb at debmcbride.com, info at thegoldenastrologer.com. My website is thegoldenastrologer.com. I offer a myriad of services. Reiki is wonderful. Reiki is really a wonderful, wonderful service, and it will calm you down. You will feel healed. You will get 
energy. It's it's very powerful. And it's powerful to do something during an eclipse week. You know, if you want to get healed, if you want to go to a healer, you want to come to me, it's a good thing to do because it helps use up that energy and helps you see things newly during the eclipse and move energy, move energy. I am also offering mentoring now. It will be packages of three months. It could be six months or 12 months as well. But we're starting with three months. Uh, if you'd like to know more about that, you can read about it on my website, Astrologer's Thoughts. I describe it. And you can always contact me and we can have a conversation or some emails about what the mentoring involves. And it's expansion mentoring. That's what I'm calling it. It is going to help you evolve, open your life, expand your capacity, your energetic capacity. It's an energetic mentoring I welcome all questions about it. It's new. I'm very excited about it. I gave that class last week because I wanted people to start to be aware of their energy and how they use it. And that's part of what I'm doing now. So if you're not sure how I work, buy the class and you'll get a sense of that. It's a transformational sense of mentoring, um, transformational sense of your life moving forward. So if you're interested, let me know. And I will see you next week. I'll see you on Instagram this week. Thank you for listening again. And hang in there during the eclipse. Hang in there during Mercury Retrograde. I'll see you on the other side of both of them. And have a beautiful week.